Amen. So, first of all, let me break this down, all right? I've, I've taught a little bit about this, and there's so much revelation we can give from this scripture. But let me start off with this. Number one, in the beginning, God, I've always taught you guys that the Holy Spirit is so detailed that when he taught in the scripture, in the beginning, God, he specified that God was there before there was a beginning. And whenever you go to school or you speak to a friend that questions, well, if God is real or if God created us, then who created God? Because people think that because we have a beginning, God must have a beginning. But the Bible starts off by saying in the beginning, God, meaning God was always there. He just decided to create a beginning. Are you with me? Then he says, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Heavens is plural in Hebrew because there's three different heavens. It's the heavens where God lives, the third heavens that Apostle Paul describes. The second heavens is where the demonic activity occurs, where the prince of the powers of the airs. And the first heavens is where we live here as human beings. Um, but the word God there in Hebrew is, as you know, Elohim. And Elohim as well is plural. When you spell Elohim, Elohim, the last three letters is a plural tense. So when you read in the beginning God in Hebrew, it's, it can be translated as in the beginning gods with an S. And that does not mean that there's three gods or, or more than one God, but it, what it does mean is God reveals the Trinity in the very first time he reveals the very first name in the Bible of himself. So we see Father, Son, and Holy Spirit revealed, and the Holy Spirit shows that Elohim means creator. I want you to write that down. Elohim is, by definition, creator, the self-existent one. Elohim means I am, the self-existent one, the one who exists by his own desire. Something very interesting is that we talk a lot about healing nowadays and miracles and healings, but the very first part of God's nature that got revealed was not a healing nature, he revealed a creating nature. He's the God of creation. He wants to create a new future for you. He wants to create something fresh in your life and your, your purpose. He wants to create ideas that can help you to prosper. The first thing that God decided to reveal about himself to us is that he is a creative God. And the word Elohim means I am. It means the self-existent one. It means, so God first reveals his name before he even revealed his power. That's a very important point. God first revealed his name before he revealed his power. In other words, in verse 1, he says, listen, I am the creator, the self-existent one. I don't need anybody to exist. I chose there to be a beginning, and I want you to know me first as your creator. Now let me demonstrate who I am. So he first revealed who he is, and then he manifested who he is. Write this down. You cannot manifest if you don't know who you are. Write that down. You cannot manifest anything 
that you don't know you have or you are. Until you don't know your identity, until you don't know who I am, God says, first, I want you to know I am. What does I am mean? I am is a blank check. I am means I am your healer. I am your provider. I am your father. I am your deliverer. I am your salvation. I am your eternity. When God reveals himself in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 as the I am, he is telling you he is everything that you will ever need in this lifetime. He is everything. You, he, it is a blank check. I am blank. That's why when God told Moses, go tell Pharaoh that I am, that I am is sending you. When Jesus showed up to the picture, he told the Pharisees, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. It's the same name from Genesis to Revelation. Can you say amen? So... I want you to write this down. Why is God supernatural? Number one, because he can create anything out of nothing. I love that about God because when it says in the beginning, he literally began a beginning. He chose to create the atmosphere before he even created us. And let me put it to you in another way. God created creation just to be... It just to be a display to himself of who he is. There was nobody around. He just wanted to show how bad of God he really is. He created everything there is. And he said, man, this is good. <laughs> Are you hearing me? And so <clears throat> God does not need us to exist. We need him to exist. So from the beginning, God defines and reveals and establishes himself as supernatural. Write this down. What is super? Super means above and beyond. What is natural? It means creation, the natural state of man. Go to Genesis 1.26. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our what? Likeness. So in verse 1, we see God revealing his nature and now in verse 26, God reveals our nature. Say mine. When the Bible says, God said, let us make man in our image and likeness. Here's another translation in Hebrew. Write this down. Let God, let, it says that like God did God make man. That's another translation in Hebrew. When you read, God said, let, the, let us make man in our image and likeness. Another translation says, like God did God make man. Let me say that again. Like God did God make man. So write this down. When God made man, man was able to do anything that God could do. Like, say it with me. Like God, come on, say it louder. Say it like you ate some bagels or something this morning. Like God, did God make man? All right, so when God made man, anything that man can, anything that God could do, man can do. Because like God, did God make us in his image? And when it says that he made us in his image and likeness, it means that he created us to act and walk and think like God. Are you hearing me? So write this down. Adam was designed to be synchronized with God. Write that down. Synchronization is a powerful word. Synchronization means what's happening here is also happening over there at the same time. 
It's a beautiful thing called Google and Apple and Internet where you could have your iPad at work and, or, or you have your, your computer at home and what you documented at home, you say, oh, I forgot it at home. Not anymore. Now through the cloud, you can be able to synchronize the same data that's in that world can also be in this world. And God always designed not for heaven and earth to be separated. As a matter of fact, write this down. I want you to write this down. People, see, Adam, we tend to want to go to heaven to experience God. But Adam never had to go to heaven to experience heaven. <laughs> Adam lived in heaven from earth. Because Adam was synchronized with heaven. When you're synchronized with God, there's no distance between heaven and earth. Come on, you guys need to help me preach, please. Because if you don't help me preach, it's going to be a long morning. Can you say amen? So you got to understand, Adam wasn't trying to go to heaven. He wasn't saying, man, I wish I was in heaven. Eden was his heaven. He was in heaven. Eden was, as a matter of fact, write down what Eden means. Eden means, it means a moment in time, heaven's open, where it's God's delight. That's what the word Eden means in Hebrew. A moment in time where the heavens are open for our delight. So Eden was the place. Why do you think they can't find Eden? The only place in the Bible they have not been able to find is Eden. There was a time when they, they couldn't find the Hittites. And they started saying the Bible, there's no archaeology to, to back this up. And eventually they found the tribe of the Hittites, the people, where they were at. But the only place they don't find is Eden. Why? Because Eden wasn't geographical. It was synchronization. Am I, am I, am I, am I, am I talking to anybody this morning? Let me say it again. Eden was not geographical. It was synchronization. It was a moment in time where everything in God's world was in Adam's world. Everything in, see, heaven is the resource center of the earth. And whenever Adam needed anything, he can just talk to daddy and daddy would provide it. Because there was complete synchronization. Are you hearing me? Write this down. What is supernatural? We're talking about today momentum. And I'm going to get to that. <clears throat> what is supernatural? Write this down. Supernatural is the natural accelerated. The natural, what is natural? See, Adam did not know natural because his habitat was heaven on earth. So, so there was no such thing as a natural fallen habitat. Are you with me? For example, because there was no, in eternity, there's no space, there's no time, there's no distance. What does that mean? When God told Adam to plant and cultivate on the earth, if there's no time, in the moment he sowed the seed, what did he immediately get? A harvest. Can, can I preach it like I feel it up in here? If it, it, okay, man had not sinned, 
Therefore, there was not a fall. Therefore, there was not a natural state. Therefore, he was supernatural. Therefore, supernatural means the natural accelerated, which means that there is no distance, there is no time, there is no separation. So if he sowed a seed, there was no time to wait for a harvest. Whatever he sowed, because he was synchronized, there was no time in between his seed. Therefore, the supernatural was accelerating the seed that was planted because he was synchronized with a realm that has no time. Can you say amen? So if he wanted to be in Africa, right now I had, all he had to do was think it, and he would be transported because in the spirit there is no distance. That's why when Jesus was told by the centurion, he said, hey, if you just send your word, I know, I know my man's going to be healed. Jesus said, Woo, great is your faith, child. And the Bible says he sent the word and he was healed at that very hour. Are you hearing me? When he sent the word, it happened in the moment that he sent it because Jesus was synchronized with the Father. And when he spoke the word, there was no distance between the miracle and his mouth. Can you shout amen? Wow. <laughs> so... Say with me, synchronization. So man, when he fell in sin, write this down. When man fell in sin, his DNA was deprogrammed. His DNA was deprogrammed. I'm going to prove it to you. All right, watch this. Are you ready? Are you ready? All right. How many DNA strands do you have in your cellular body. Who can tell me? 20, 22. How many DNA strands do you see spinning in science? 37. I think you're talking about chromosomes. Barbie says three. When you see that twisted ladder in DNA, how many strands do you see coming down? Two strands, right? Two strands. How many, how many see two strands in the DNA turning? Okay. What if I told you, you guys with me? You guys are looking it up on, on the internet. You're Googling it. Okay. How many DNA strands do you have? All right. What if I told you that's not true? Come on, do that. What if I told you science has found you have 12 strands of DNA? Watch this now. However, only two are operating. Okay. Are you with me? Are you, do I have your attention? So. If we, they, they call the other 10, you know what the other 10 that are not operating, you know what they call it? The junk DNA. Because they say it's inactive and it has no use. Question. Is it possible that there was a time where it was deactivated? 
and if it was deactivated, what caused the deactivation? And if it was once activated, what was the fullness of your DNA like? And if and now and since we're since we're mentioning numbers, I wonder what twelve means in the Bible. The number twelve means what? Come on, somebody help me. Government. Government. What else? Come on, help me. Order. How about government and dominion? So when you read the scripture again. For Genesis 1.26, and God said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let them have my DNA on the earth. Let them have dominion over the fish, over the birds, over the land, over the earth. What was, instead of putting dominion, let them have my DNA to operate on the earth. What does that mean? The fullness of God was inside of man to operate on earth the way God operated from heaven. So that for through DNA, I'm just like God. Somebody shout yes. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God. I'm your pastor. All right, baby. I like that. Woo. I'm going to treat you good. All right. Something in DNA was shut down. Now, <coughs> watch this. What do you see the moment man falls in sin? It's the first thing God says. After man falls in sin. Yeah, but after he sins, what is the first consequence? You are going to what? <laughs> yes, baby. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> My wife's like, you're going to sweat. You're going to get cavities. You're going to get sugar. Yes, all of that too. But you're going to die. And the first men in the Bible died of what age? 900. <laughs> huh? You're learning today. Good. 900. There's a man that lived to 969, right? Watch this. Why is the only time in the Bible where people lived 700 and 800 and 900 years? I'll tell you why. Because it was the beginning of the deactivation. Everybody go like this when we go. It was the beginning of the deprogrammization, if that's even a word, of the deprogramming of the original intent how God put in us to live forever. That's why nobody wants to die, because in your DNA, you're designed to live forever. That's why everybody's looking for a supernatural answer to a supernatural void. Because the Bible says God put eternity into man's heart. So the difference is somebody is looking for it in witchcraft. Another one is looking for power and fame. Another one's looking for power in politics. They're trying to be powerful. They're trying to fill a void that only God can fill up. Come on, give a hand to Jesus. They're looking for power and fame. They're looking for power. Why? Because 
This fills me up. I'm popular. I'm wanted. I'm loved. This fills me up. I have money. Therefore, I can get whatever I want. That fills me up. Every human being is looking for something to fill a void since the moment man fell in sin. He's been deprogrammed. He has been desynchronized from the original intent. Therefore, now he's trying to fill earthly things in a spiritual vacancy. That's why you'll put a blunt in your mouth and it won't be enough. That's why you'll go to bed with her and it won't be enough. That's why you'll go to a club and it still won't be enough. Because that vacancy can only be filled by God. Come on now. Are you hearing me? Y'all need to help me preach. <laughs> Somebody shout yes. That's why every pleasure will never be fulfillment. You'll want more, and you'll want more, and you'll want more, and that's where you'll be addicted more and more. Are you hearing me? Wow, I need to continue because I'm just, I'm just defining this. Adam was in a supernatural reality. Write this down. When he fell in sin, nature became his reality. He desynchronized from a supernatural reality to a natural reality. Reality. Now, what does it mean to be synchronized? Write this down. To be synchronized means to be one, to be like, to be united. It also means to be dead to a natural realm so that you're aligned, watch this, with your original state. Let me repeat that. It means to be dead to a natural reality so that you can reactivate your original state of being. Does that make sense? Write this down. What areas that, whatever area you don't surrender to God is not synchronized with heaven. Are you guys? Whatever area is not surrendered to God cannot be synchronized with heaven. You're in a fallen state. Watch this. You're in a limitation realm. Everything that we're not synchronized with God, we're limited. Heaven has no limitation of resources. But there's something in us that still needs to be surrendered to unlock that resource. Are you hearing me? Write this down. Heaven will not align itself with living flesh. I thought that was good. Heaven will not align itself with living flesh. When I'm not synch, ooh, write this down. When I'm not synchronized, the enemy changes my data. Let me say that again. When I'm not synchronized with God, the enemy can change my data, my software, my, my DNA, my mindset, my mentalities, what, how I think. You begin to think now that that voice was God's voice, but he deprogrammed the voice of God and he put his thoughts into your mind. And now you believe that that thought is your thought when it was really the enemy deprogramming what God designed you to think like. Amen? Any area a person struggles with, it means they're not dead to it. Whatever is not dead is alive, and whatever is alive will be painful to kill. 
Write this down. So now I get into my topic. All right? Write this down. What synchronizes us with God? Now I get into my topic of momentum. Everybody say momentum. I want you to write down what activates us to be synchronized back with God. And I want to call it, I want to say it like this. I want you to write this down. As a matter of fact, if you can go with me, go with me to, let me see. I would like for you to go with me, I believe it's Romans chapter 1. And this is not in my notes, this is in my spirit. But go to Romans chapter 1 for a second. See if I can find it really quickly. Romans chapter 1. And verse number, see where I'm at, verse number 17, all right? Go to Romans chapter 1, verse 17. Let's start off with verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is what? The power of God unto salvation unto everyone that, what? Believes, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God, what? Revealed. Say, say with me, Revelation. From faith to faith. From faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. So look, look at me. Watch this. The Bible says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. So I want you to see here, if I can get uh, Samir and uh, Pablo to come over here really quick. I want you to get a little illustration over here. It says here, uh, from faith to faith. All right, everybody says, from faith to faith. What does that mean? That means that faith has dimensions. That means that faith has movement. That means that faith can grow into another dimension. From faith to faith. Come on, say it with me. From faith to faith. Now, what is it that brings me from one dimension of faith to another dimension? By the way, the fact that it says from faith to faith, it means that there's a pathway. There's a momentum that can build to manifest greater faith. <clears throat> Here's the key. For therein, is, for therein is this the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Write it down. So what takes me from faith to faith? The Bible says it there. Revelation. Everybody say revelation. Every time, write this down, <laughs> God reveals himself through his voice, through his word, it activates faith to accelerate. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Okay, so let me define to you what revelation is. Write this down. This is where I begin now on what is momentum. Write down what revelation is. Revelation is a sudden burst of the knowledge of God that comes to our spirit and provokes Supernatural movement. Oof, I like that. Write it down one more time. Revelation is a sudden burst of the knowledge of God that comes to our spirit 
impelling a force and induces supernatural motion, movement, momentum. In other words, every time you are stuck in an area of your life, it's time for a fresh revelation. Because revelation takes you from one faith to another faith. Write this down. Faith can expire. Faith has an expiration date. Pastor, what do you mean about that? The Bible says in Romans, watch this, Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by, by, come on louder, by, and by hearing the word of God. Wait, question, does faith come by what you heard? Answer, what does it say? Faith comes by hearing. When? Right now. So that means that if you heard something a week ago and it's not working now, it's because that faith was for then, but you need faith for now. And the faith right now produces revelation and the revelation accelerates you, it bursts you, it puts you into motion, it activates you to once again go lose weight. How many have ever been stuck on losing weight or gaining weight for some of you? You get stuck and then just one word, one testimony reactivates you and gets you on the treadmill and gets you lifting up weight and gets you to start. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It just takes one word. <laughs> Can you say Amen. It takes revelation. I want you to understand, young people, young adults, adults, I need you to understand that the difference between one level of faith and another is the revelation that is flowing inside of your life. The difference between that business being a $1,000 business and a $100,000 business is the revelation that you are hearing right now, the voice of God fresh in your life. The difference between your body Body being sick and being healed is the revelation that God is saying change your diet and get vitamins and eat healthy and get on a diet and an exercise plan. The difference between being single and getting married is getting revelation on how to prepare for the one. The difference, can I preach like I feel like preaching? The difference between something that doesn't break, if you need a breakthrough. It's time for a fresh revelation. I feel the anointing of God. It's time for a fresh revelation of the Holy Ghost. Whenever there's a wall that doesn't fall, it doesn't come down. It can't get knocked down. I get knocked down, but I get up again. And I never get Whenever that wall doesn't come down, it's time for a fresh revelation that will break that wall down. I'm here to tell you limitations limitations is not your original state limitation is not your original state limitation is a wall but when revelation comes it knocks down that wall of impossibility can I hear an amen? Revelation provokes momentum. I think my wife taught it last week. Consistency 
provokes momentum and momentum provokes breakthrough are you hearing me come on I, I, I feel an, I don't know why I feel an anointing in my spirit for breakthrough somebody here needs a breakthrough in their personal lives somewhere anybody here need a breakthrough in finances need a breakthrough in relationships need a breakthrough in some area of your life I'm here to prophesy to you today that one word from the presence of God can break through the limitation that was telling you it's going to take five years no it's not going to take five years one revelation will bring forward what would have took five years God will do it in five seconds God will do it in five minutes God will do it in five hours I'm here to tell you revelation will activate and accelerate your manifestation you've got to believe God for a fresh revelation of the voice of God your miracle is right in front of you your breakthrough is at hand but I'm here to tell you something fresh is coming from heaven for your life it's gonna break that wall somebody shout yes Woo! there we go Woo! wow I have so much more to give you I feel I feel the anointing on that word feel an anointing on the word of revelation 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 provokes breakthrough breakthrough creates momentum you need momentum on your life what is momentum it is something that it continuously is increasing in motion and enforce. Who oh, are you with me, church? Does anybody need a breakthrough this morning? Pastor, I'm good. <laughs> are you good? You're going to need a breakthrough one day. <laughs> Why? Because we're in a natural world. We're a desynchronous. What, what desynchronizes us? Sin, unbelief, fear. Doubt, disobedience, desynchronizes us. And next thing you know, we're in need of a breakthrough. Whew, revelation does so many things. Write this down. Revelation produces encounters with God. Write this down. Revelation brings transformation, transforms your heart. Revelation brings manifestation. It makes God manifest now. Revelation activates your faith from faith to faith. If you need a miracle, then you need to increase your faith. And how does that increase come? Through revelation. And write this down. Revelation produces motion and movement and momentum. If you have a business, let me give you an example. Let's just say, let's just say Irvin, he put a goal to make one million in sales this year in his business. Let's just say he's at 500,000 right now, five to 700,000. He needs a breakthrough to accelerate what would have taken six months to do it in three months. When revelation comes, it won't take you six months. 
the revelation will burst the breath of God and the breath of God will create, will transform, will form, will accelerate, will break through, will cause movement, will cause progress, will cause increase, will cause acceleration. I'm Say revelation. Lift up your hands. Say, Lord, I need fresh revelation right now.